0: Welcome to Getting Work to Work, a weekly podcast exploring the creative and curious world of work through monologues and conversations with creative entrepreneurs, storytellers, and changemakers. When I interview people who have written a book, the typical response to my closing question, what book, podcast, or resource is currently blowing your mind, is a form of, I'm not reading or listening to anything right now. I don't want to be influenced by someone else's work. I've always been intrigued by the notion that you could produce original work without external influence. Unless you live in the middle of nowhere without access to modern technology, the opportunity for influence is all around us in two ways, style and substance. Style is surface level, the way things look. Substance is much deeper. It's the creator's message, philosophy, beliefs, and intention. Instead of fearing influence, how can we provide attribution to style and substance and continue creating the work that matters to us? Show notes and links to all the good stuff mentioned in this episode can be found at gwtw.co 725. Before I dive into the episode, I want to share a few things going on now and coming up in the future with Getting Work to Work. The first is that I have free weekly newsletters on Fridays, and the themes of the newsletter follow these four categories. Week one, an essay about work. Week two, a photo and text series I call At Work With, where I interview creators about their workspace. Week three is Feed Your Curiosity, where I provide recommendations for books, music, movies, and things that are blowing my mind. And week four, Spark Your Creativity, where I share practical ways to get your creativity to work. Occasionally, there are five weeks in a month, so I then send a bonus essay, and I give away a book that I love. And these newsletters are available as an archive or straight to your inbox when I release them, and you can go to gettingworktowork.substack.com to sign up or look at what I've done in the past. The second thing you'll notice is that on Mondays, I release a paid newsletter for getting work-to-work subscribers, and I'm currently working through a theme through the end of the year called Forge Your Future, and each week it is an encouragement to work on a big project that you're going to launch on January 2nd, 2024, and I'm doing the work too. I'm working on my first book called A Curious Journey, and each week I'm very candid about my progress or lack thereof sharing the experiments that are working or not working, and hopefully helping you along the way. Coming up on November 9th, I'm going to do an online workshop called Spread Your Ideas Like a Horny Rabbit, Creative Systems of Content Production for People with Too Many Ideas. I'm often asked how I'm able to get so many different projects done each week, and in this workshop, I'm going to share my system and help you to draw your own. I'll have more information and sign-up options toward the end of this week, and if you're interested in the workshop and want a coupon code for 50% off, you can drop me an email at chris at chrismartinstudios.com. Fourth and finally, next week I'm going to add a brand new t-shirt to the Getting Worked workshop called Mad With Creativity, designed by the awesome people at Deadbolt Design. You might have seen the sticker, the t-shirt is just as awesome. Alright, that's all for now on the updates on with the show. As a creator, I am amazed with how easy it is to be influenced by other people's work. Over the weekend, I picked up Consider This, Moments in My Writing Life After Which Everything Was Different by Chuck Palahniuk. I'm a sucker for books about the writing process, and this one delivers the inspiration I didn't know I was looking for, not to mention some influence. As a chronic long sentence writer full of commas, semicolons, colons, n-dashes, and m-dashes, Paulinick's approach to short sentences and sections was aspirational. I also loved the all-caps approach to his section headers in the book. I didn't think anything of this until I opened my own book project yesterday and found myself writing shorter sentences and putting the section headers in all caps. I don't think it affected the message of the book, but it certainly was shocking to see just how influenced I could be without even thinking about it. Now, I'm no stranger to the conversation around influences. When I started playing guitar in high school, I wanted to sound like my heroes. People like James Hetfield, John Petrucci, Dave Mustaine, Joe Satriani... I pored over guitar magazines and tablature, listened obsessively to the music while playing along, and I was trying to mimic their respective tone. And perhaps the pinnacle moment of this influence was when I was told, my influences can be heard. And at first I thought that was a win, but really, in the context it was said to me, it definitely was not. When I interview authors on this show, I ask them what they're reading, and if they're writing a book currently or just finished writing one, they often say nothing because they don't want to be influenced by others. That's a fair response, but the more I think about it, is it possible to not be influenced? I think you'd have to live in the middle of nowhere with no access to modern technology or be so disciplined to not look at any images on social media, listen to any music or podcasts, or watch any shows or movies in the effort to eliminate influence. And I know I'm not disciplined enough for that. How about you? I do think there's more to influence than meets the eye. And I think there are actually two levels of influence operating on us. The first is style and the second is substance. As mentioned in the opening, style is often surface level, the way things look. It could be a book cover, all caps, section headers, short sentences. Maybe it's the use of or style of distortion, the sound, trends, relevance, producing singles instead of albums, all of the attributes that we could use to describe our work. And this is where a lot of influence shows up for us. We might be attracted to the black and white photography of Lee Jeffries and want to explore the style in our photography, or the way Brandi Chalmers uses stories on Instagram to share updates to her audience. Not to mention the music videos with Modern Dance that promoted Stephen Wilson's latest album, The Harmony Codex. Influential substance is much deeper. It's the creator's message, philosophy, beliefs, and intention. It's the impact of the community they live in. Earlier in my career, I worked at a church, and all my friends work there too. We spent all of our free time together, either at the church or in each other's homes. And this ethos influenced the substance of my early work. And you can even see the differences between then and now in my Chris Martin Wright substack, in the poems that I'm sharing that I wrote 20 years ago and edited more recently. And now that I'm no longer immersed in that community and in a different one, global and online, you'll definitely see differences. If style is an immediate reaction to the surface, like seeing all caps headers, and the next thing you know, your headers are all caps, then substance is the long-term evolution of what you're saying in and with your work. It's there, working away, but you probably won't notice it until you compare different eras of your creative life. But the question you might be asking right now, well, is influence bad? The purists out there will argue, yes, yes it is. Originality must be free of influence. But for me the answer is no. I think it's impossible to not be influenced and that originality is how we mix, remix, and advance our influences. And the better questions are, what are my influences? How are they influencing me in my work? And how can I advance them into new territories? As we explore these questions around influence, of style and substance, I want to share four ways to harness their power for your own creativity. First, influence is often subconscious, so you're gonna have to label it when you notice it. And most of this work is going to be in the style column, but it's not impossible to label the substance. You can do that by comparing times in your creative journey where you can see differences in mindset, philosophy, the content of your work, maybe even the words that you're using. And as you notice those differences, then you can identify the influences maybe the authors that shaped the word choice that you used or the tone of your work. And the goal here when you notice is not to be judgmental toward the influences showing up, simply writing them down and seeking out those influences. Because the second thing that you want to do is build a practice of attribution. Austin Kleon is an advocate for attribution being someone who wrote the book, still like an artist. Remember when you were in school writing papers? I I know, I know. You probably hated it. But you had to document your sources so that you didn't get hit with the dreaded label, plagiarist. So when you labeled the quotes that you built your arguments upon, you shared those sources so that you were making an original point based upon the thoughts and ideas of others. And yes, those are influences of both style and substance. And the same goes for your creative work today make note of where you're getting your ideas from in every newsletter that i write for getting work to work i do make an effort to share the music that i'm listening to the fonts i'm using and the prompts i'm using to generate artwork in mid-journey and these are all forms of attribution and as we further advance in the age of artificial intelligence tools that we use in our creative work, attribution is that much more important. The third thing, branch out and explore multiple mediums and formats. The challenge with influence is when we're narrow in our intention. For example, say you're a metal guitarist and only listen to your heroes. Then the danger is that you're going to sound like a derivative of them. And I think this is what the person was getting at way back when who told me he could hear my influences. This is what he was getting at. I was narrow in my influence. But the beauty is when you branch out and start listening to music in other genres, from classical music or country, rap, listen to other guitar players, other stringed instruments, harpsichords, harps. There is so many ways to take in influence that's not directly related to the work that you do. The same idea works for any creativity. Don't swim in the pool of your craft. Branch out and explore. Read fiction, nonfiction, watch narrative and documentary films, shorts, five-hour epics. Take it all in and let it marinate in your mind. Fourth, allow your creativity to evolve over time. Yes, influences come and go. Styles change. Substance deepens or decays. And it can feel like you're doing something wrong. But this is the evolution of your creativity. So allow it to happen. Sure, you can fight it, especially as you get older. You can be the old person standing on their lawn yelling people to go away. But you can also create an environment that allows, that fosters that evolution to happen much faster and, dare I say, much more enjoyable. It honestly feels really good to explore influences and see how they affect me in both style and substance. And I hope this monologue has helped you too to feel maybe less shame when you're labeled as someone similar to someone else. And instead, share your influences with joy so that others can enjoy them as well. Share wildly. Create with Moxie. Thank you, School of Moxie. And let your creativity soar. Until next time, may creativity and curiosity fuel your life.